Welcome to episode 42 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, tips, and apps, and gear. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week is Mr. Guy Searle from the MyMac.com podcast. How are you doing, Guy? I'm doing fine. I mean, you're really kind of hitting the bottom of the barrel here, I think, Dave. Uh, I guess I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, and, and we're going to be talking on Saturday, too, so yeah. I don't know what to but I don't want to go to myself, but you know, it's well, you certainly are a glutton for punishment. Uh, I am, but uh, if anybody noticed, this is yeah, you know, we're just continuing on with our guests, and uh, yeah, I wanted to have some fun here with you this week, guy. And uh, I've got a lot more, a lot of other guests uh, up uh, planned for the next future episodes, but that's the future. This is now, and we have a lot, <laughs> a lot of cool things to talk about today, uh, including, including some, some really good news stories I found. Um, and then uh, what we'll do is I wanted to actually ask you what kind of ios devices you have and then how do you use them so we'll hold that thought and we'll we'll work without that and gonna hit hit on uh, apple tv uh, a little bit some remote tips um had had some listener feedback from uh, steven which i think you actually met at MacStock. we'll talk about that a little bit uh and then a couple other tips tricks and then uh, i did have some gear i probably should have told you to get uh, maybe you should have some gear maybe you could think of something as you go here um uh, that uh Let's see where we're at at the end of the show here. So, are you talking about what gear to uh, to talk about? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be connected with iOS, right? It could be anything. Uh, we'd like it to be, but if you have something fun, we'll we could, we'll, <laughs> we'll squeeze it in. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's uh, let's uh, get right into the news here. Uh, the first article was uh, that caught my eye was uh, uh, Apple's new iPhone 10R has been the most popular and best selling iPhone since October launch, and. It doesn't seem like everybody is saying that too much of that no. fact. That, that, but uh, but it seems to be declared by everybody else in the in the uh, the press and the, and Apple and. Uh, but it 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 must be selling well because they're they aren't complaining. But I know, <laughs> well, some, this, this, according to this article anyway, the Mac rumors. The um the the thing that kind of cracks me up is for the last couple of weeks, and I'm sure you've talked about it on the show, there's been all this gloom and doom yeah. from the analysts going, oh, oh, they're cutting production. Yeah, oh, that, they're that, starting yeah. up the iPhone 10s again. Oh, <laughs> the X, the, uh, the, the 10 R isn't selling like you can see my, you can't, you, nobody can see, but my hands oh, are waving yeah. frantically. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, okay. And then all of a sudden Apple comes out and says, well, the XR, uh, the 10R has been the most popular phone since it's been launched. And it just takes the wind right out of the sails of all these people because yeah. the difference is analysts' feet aren't held to the fire <laughs> when they say something stupid. Whereas if someone from Apple makes a statement like this yep. and it can't be backed up, they can go to jail. So, you know, honestly, who, who am I going to believe? I think I'm um, going to believe Apple. I think I am too. And then, of course, they already made comments after their, their earnings call and then the stock's been going down the dumpers, which we don't need to get into that, but it's coming back, uh, that uh, they're not going to announce any numbers anymore on what they sell. So they're just going to kind of let everybody guess. Um, but, uh, uh, and the thing, nobody else does. Nobody else right. in the smartphone industry other than Apple yeah. And even, well, and let's face it, even with Apple, it was like, well, they sold 2.1 million. It's like, okay, well, it, is that 2.099 million or is that 2.11 million? It's like, no, they, they, they just, you know what? It's, it was, it was a crap load of phones. Okay. That, right. That's really all that you need to know. Yeah, exactly. So it, they sold, they're selling, they're selling well. 
I'm loving it because I'm starting to see people from at my work. Uh, someone today said to me, you know, I got a new phone. I'm not ready to move over to it yet because I'm traveling. Uh, but he got the the uh, iPhone ten S Max. I was like, holy cow, that's great. So I've seen a couple more people getting the Maxes like me. So uh, so it's good to hear. And, and uh, uh, let's face it, the ten R is going to sell well. It's it's a good phone. Yeah, well, my son, my son Peter just bought a ten R. Oh, did he? And is he like it? Yeah. He, well, he's well, he doesn't have it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. He he was on a. Um, we have kind of a similar story. We were both on six pluses. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but I was delighted with my 6 Plus. I, I wasn't, yeah, uh-huh. you know, I passed on the 6S and I passed on the 7. And when the uh, the, the 10 was first announced and the, the 8 along with it, I passed on those. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the phone just went, Ear! and it was like, oh, crap. Because yeah. I knew it wasn't the battery because I just had the battery replaced like right. nine months ago. So it was like, okay, well, this now four-year-old iPhone 6 Plus, which is, you know, four years for a smartphone is is actually pretty good, uh, has now taken a dump, and I need to get a new phone. Yeah. So I, I went down to Apple, um, and it was on, I think it was like Christmas Eve. So, you know, the place was like super packed, and I walked in. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's a good time yeah. to go there. That was, that was, it was a ballsy move. It really, really was. So I go in there and I said, well, my, my phone isn't working. And they, you know, of course they, they pick it up and they hold it reverently and, and in their little uh, silk pajamas and whatever they take it into the back. And then I come back with a you know, sad look on their face. Oh, I'm sorry. So your I iPhone, so, yeah. It is your iPhone is no more. So I was like, ah, crap. So now I need to get a new phone. And I, I looked at the tens that, you know, the 10 and the 10 plus, or was it, the, it was that, that was what it was, right? 10 and 10 plus last year? The the 10, there was no plus. There was no plus. Okay, right. well, I looked at the 10 and I looked at the eight and the eight plus, and it was like, you know, as nice as the 10 was, I, I wasn't really ready to give up touch ID yet. So, and face ID was brand new. I didn't want to screw around with it yet. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm just going to go with the eight plus. So I did, and when Peter's phone, it was just a week ago, started kind of oh. ex- exhibiting the same sort of symptoms, he was like, you know what? I could use for Christmas, Dad, because both my sons are still on my cell phone plan <laughs> for for reasons. You know, I mean, it's not like it's not like they have jobs or anything, <laughs> and uh, so, um, I if we're kind of an early Christmas present. I said, you know what? I'm not going to buy this phone for you. You are, you're, you know, you're making money. I will, I, however, I will give you $300 toward the phone, which I thought was more than generous. So he ended up getting a blue uh, 10R 256. Cool. And uh, we'll see how he likes it. Well, I'd like to hear back. See how he likes it. Because um, I know our friend Dave Hamilton bought a 10R and he actually seems to be liking it. Um, he hasn't said a lot about it, but uh, he, uh, he uh, does uh, does have the ten R, so there, there's plenty of people out there that have it. So, what, what was he? What was he going from? I don't think I've ever heard him talk about his phone before. I thought he had the eight, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he had the seven. I can't remember. But anyway, so he was he was going from from Touch ID to Face ID, right? Okay, so. Anyway, I actually moved up a news story here because this, this kind of transitions right into it. Now, you know, I love Mac rumors. I always get some great news stories from Mac rumors. And they're, not, they're not necessarily rumors. So that, that, that website has really turned out to be a great source for news and information. 
Um, Apple has uh, made some changes to the promo offers on what you can trade in your device. If you go, I moved that link in the show notes there, the second article, if you haven't clicked that already, yet, okay. Um, they have up, starting at the iPhone 6, Apple will give a total extra credit of $150 for, a, for an iPhone 6. That would go really? That would go towards the purchase of a 10R or a 10S. Yeah. So the customers will get between $25 and $100 extra. That's pretty awesome, if you ask me. I wish I, wish I had known that yeah. before we bought Peter's phone. This, is, this just was... Damn you, Apple! This was just the article that we're recording this on Thursday the 29th. Uh, this was two days ago, so... Uh, if you look here, the six plus two hundred dollars, uh, the six S two hundred dollars, six S plus two fifty. So all the way up to the eight, they'll give three hundred dollars for uh, for an iPhone eight. So um, wow, see, he could have gotten five hundred dollars off his new phone. Yeah, he this, paid three hundred, and Apple gave him two hundred. And this is through Apple. So I mean, you know, because I mean, they they've actually done a lot better job of um, of taking in trade-ins. Because when I went, my, went and bought my Apple Watch, the, the Series Four, I traded in my Series Three, and they gave me two hundred seventy-five dollars for it. So, I mean, that nice. for, yeah, I'm still on a three. Yeah, no, which is fine. No, three is still fine. I mean, I just, when they said 275, and of course, you know, me, I always, I'm the early upgrader. I, I, I can't admit, <laughs> knows, everybody who listens to this show knows that I'm the crazy early upgrader and, and I do the, the, the one-year trade-in plan every year. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a absolutely a great, um, great deal. So check that out. Um, other thing I want to talk about was uh, Google Project Fi, or now it's called Google Fi. Their cellular service is now supporting iPhone. I'm like super excited about this. Um, they announced a major expansion uh, on the smartphone plan. Uh, originally, the Google Fi service was only limited to Android devices, and mostly Pixels, so the Google products, and then they had a whole well, it's easier. It's easier for them to support since yeah. it doesn't have crap on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they were they were offering, not that we're saying anything bad about Android. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, crap. No, Sorry. no, we don't like Android. <laughs> uh, but uh, Android sucks. Sorry. So uh, um, I was pretty stoked about this because uh, I had it on a Pixel Two, uh, and I tried it out, and it's pretty awesome because you can use the eSIM, you know, which is that electronic SIM, uh, to set up service, um, and uh, they're expanding the service with uh, with uh, with iPhone. Now these so is it just an app that you have to get? There is an app you download on your iOS device. It's in that article, um, and you just download for the setup steps. But you do have to request a SIM card, and, and they'll send you a free SIM card. So you don't need to go to go to Carrier if you want to set up service. A lot of times they charge you for the SIM card. Um, you just activate the device. Um, it's uh, it, it's great service because they piggyback on you know their MVNO. I think it's MVMO. I always forget the acronym of what those are. They're, they're third party carriers that kind of piggyback onto the big carriers. Right. T-Mobile, Sprint, and US Cellular is their three big carriers that they use. And um, basically, when you're using their service, the, the the service will decide what's the best uh, what's the best uh, uh, signal and connection. So at one time you could be on T-Mobile, other times you could be on Sprint, or you could be on your cellular, depending on where you are. So uh, that's what's great about it. So it's always having a good, good, good experience because you're going to be on a, on a, on, a, on the service where it's got the best signal. If it's, well, one thing I'm seeing here is is calls and texts cannot be made over Wi-Fi with Google Fi, and when outside of the U.S., yes. the data hotspot feature won't work. Right. Yeah. So so there are some limitations, uh, but. Uh, your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary, uh, and uh, it uh, it definitely I think is, it was an exciting thing to do. M N V O. I always get those, those letters uh, switched over. So, 
uh, that's what they are. Uh, those, you know, a service like uh, uh, Cricket and uh, Boost Mobile, those kind of services mm-hmm. are called MNVO services. It's basically they're just they're just buying blocks of of right. data data blocks from from the the big three, big four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, check it out. Um, and uh, if you're looking for a good carrier, I I highly recommend it because I, I was using it on a Pixel two uh, Pixel two XL. And uh, it was working great, so check it out. Um, and next article, next news story was that WatchOS 5.1.2 will, will now finally enable the ECG app on the Apple's Watch Series 4. Uh, you know, they demoed, they demoed that during the, uh, during the session last, uh, oh God, was, was it this month or last month? This month, I think. Yeah, when they had the, uh, the, the Apple US. event. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and this is supposed to be your uh, echocardiogram, uh, and it uh, will feature a an Apple designed ECG app that allow you to indicate whether or not your heart rhythm shows signs of attributable attrib- fibrillation or AFib, uh, and a serious form of irregular heart rhythm. And the way you can do it is you actually you, you, you touch the stem right on the uh, on the watch, and it actually measures you know, what your heart rate is. This is going to get finally in- enabled in Watch iOS 5.1.2, which is I believe going to get released pretty soon here. Still in beta. Yeah, if if it doesn't work for you, don't panic. Yeah. It might not be on an, on a uh, Apple Watch Series Four. It has to be a Series Four, right? <laughs> so you have to look at. I'm dying. Oh God, I'm dying. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm on a Series Two watch. Never mind. No, it does. Uh, it says ECG app will not be available <laughs> on previous generation Apple Watch models, including the original, the original through no, Series Three. What if it was the gold one? That it should work on that one. Yeah. Well, seventeen thousand dollars later, you know. <laughs> yeah. What crazy people who bought that. I feel bad for people who uh, actually, who actually paid money for that watch because that watch is. You, you know what? I don't, and I'll tell you why. Because why? Yeah, if you have that much money, if you <laughs> have that much money and no freaking sense to spend seventeen thousand dollars on what is essentially the same watch that somebody else paid yeah. three hundred and fifty dollars for, but the case is made from gold. You pretty much deserve whatever it is you get. Yeah. So your phone isn't good. Your your watch isn't going to be able to be upgraded to a two or a three or a four, yep. and you have a seventeen thousand dollar paperweight. Yep. Good job. Yep. Thumbs up. Pretty much. Yep. Because I uh, the, the the original series that was actually the series zero as they call it, because yep. or, or just the first original gen uh, watch. Uh, my wife had that watch, and it. it it just was slow as molasses. It won't upgrade past, I think it was a 4.3.2. And it was, it, in fact, it was a, it was a brutal just getting it to upgrade altogether on, on that old uh, watch. So, and we talked about this on previous episodes of the watch. So yeah. If you've got one of those older models, upgrade. I mean, yeah. series three is fine. Series two, it's okay. Um, yeah. I've got a series and I got a series three from, uh, well, I, I won't go into the story, but I got a Series Three at a, uh, a pretty good price. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm perfectly happy with it. Yep. I'm wearing a watch more now than I have in years. There you go. And we're going to talk about that. Um, and then another another story caught my eye, and I always dread going to MacWorld MacWorld's website because it's like spam and ads that just pop up at you like crazy. I yeah, like Star Trek Discovery right there on the screen. Yeah, exactly. And, and the Quaker Oats ad I'm seeing right now. <laughs> uh, but this was a good article because it's written by Jason Snell, who's, you know, the de facto yeah. uh, uh, Apple guru, uh, sixcolors.com, and 
great, great guy. So he uh, wrote an opinion article, and it caught my eye because um, you know Apple TV is really going to become is really going to start becoming I think even more re- relevant than it's ever had before because Apple is working on a, a video streaming service. And um, unfortunately, as Apple as we know Apple, they don't like to to uh, get products. Pre-announce. They don't like to pre-announce, but they also don't like to get they don't want to re- release products that are like really dirt cheap. Um, so right now, if you buy an Apple uh, 4K um, uh, Apple TV, it's you know $149 for the the, the, the regular model, and the 4K is $179. So it's a little pricey. Well, I thought it was uh, internal storage that made the difference. I think they were both 4K, weren't they? Uh, I thought they were still selling the. Uh, let me see what it's in the article. But they were still they were still still selling the uh, the fourth gen model for 149, and the and the 4K model for 179. Okay. So they they are still selling the fourth gen. So the Apple, the fourth gen, and then the four K. You know, good going to fours there. Um, but uh, uh, Jason suggested, and I think a lot of people have been talking about this, is maybe they should come up with a thing like an Apple TV stick, similar to what Amazon has, because uh, if they had that, how many millions of people that would be uh, uh, subscribing to their their video streaming service? Um, I mean, it, it really could be something pretty awesome. Uh, but the question is, is Apple willing to sell something that cheap? You know, cause not, they're, they're not known for that. I think um, what they what they could possibly do uh, is, is wait until they actually have uh, a TV service. Right. And then that's what, wait. that's what he says. Yeah. And then include include some kind of Apple TV, whether it's a stick or a box or whatever. Yeah. Uh, with a commitment to a one or you know two years to uh, the Apple TV service. Yeah. So oh, is that what he says in here? Yeah. I should have read this. Before well, we this. it was it was it was a <laughs> I put it in the in the show in the show notes a little late, but uh, uh, but it was there. <laughs> Actually, I think I added it later. So, but uh, just kind of skimming through the article. If you hadn't read through the whole thing, we'll have it in the show notes, of course. Um, I, I I agree with Jason with this. I, I think if Apple you know, it's, he pretty much ends the article by saying, "You're a move, Apple." Um, so let's see what you, what Apple does. I, I I really think they should think about it because that's if you're looking at Amazon's Fire TV technology and the Roku box set; those are so cheap. You buy those next to nothing. Even even a Chromecast, you can even not that the 4K is sixty nine dollars. I mean, you can you know there's so there's some so there's there's some lots of uh, lots of different uh, choices on the low end, but. I I like the Apple TV interface. I really do. I mean, I like the the apps. I like the and how it uh, flows because I'm so used to iOS. You know, so uh, you you have Apple TV? Yeah, I have two of them. Okay, so uh, I have the first gen small black box. Oh my and, god, I remember that one? Uh, then that's upstairs, and then downstairs I have uh, the last, not the most recent one, but the one before that. No, the, the fourth one, gen. Fourth gen. Yeah. Uh, honestly, of all the 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 competition within the TV space for streaming boxes. I think the only one that Apple should really be concerned about is Roku. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Amazon is really a player. Um, and the thing that kind of makes me think that Roku is the one to look out for is they're the ones making the deals to have it included inside of smart TV sets. Yeah. And so far it's most, and this, this is, this is the kicker here it's mostly in the the cheaper sets like the yeah. the, the TCL brands or oh, yeah. the high sense brands things like, along those like lines me, uh... right the ones that people are picking up in black friday sales and, and things along those you know are saying wow i can get a 55 inch 
4K, you know, 60 hertz. West, uh, Westinghouse. <laughs> yeah, Westinghouse TV. At RCA. Four. Yeah, the weird thing is those used to be high-end brands. I know, I know, I know. And now it's like, wow, Westinghouse? Do I want Sylvania. a Westinghouse? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like Sony. Who buys Sony? No, no. But they're, you know, they're they're including the, the Roku, basically the Roku box within right. all of the TV sets. Right. And that's the part that if I was Apple, I would be worried about because if you have a, a, a service and frankly, I don't think Roku gives a damn whether no. you're watching Apple content or you're watching Amazon content or you're watching Google content, they don't care because they've got their hardware in the TV set that you're using. So, um, and, and the, the, the other part of this is, uh, and, and I turn it, I have the service and I can't remember what it's called. Um, there's a service out right now where um, it doesn't matter where you bought video from. Hmm. You can watch it on any device. Oh yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I don't yeah. Know. I can't remember the name of it, but it, uh, Apple is, is in it. Uh, I think Amazon is in it. Sony is in it. There, there's a lot of high, yeah. high end companies that are in this. And I think this is, this is an effort on the part of these companies to consolidate this, the madness of what is content right now, because, you know, one of the things that people complain about with Apple, and it's, it's not an illegitimate complaint is that you've bought so much content from iTunes, you know, movies and TV shows and, and, uh, uh, music and everything and then all of a sudden you're like you know what i i don't want to use an iphone or an ipad anymore i want to go see what what life is like over on the crappy side (laughs) and get an android phone and you know an android tablet and blah 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 and now all of a sudden all this content that you have legitimately paid for through apple you can't use and the kicker is it's not apple's fault because Apple doesn't own the content and neither does Amazon and neither does for the most part, Sony and Google and all these other companies that, that will sell you content. Yep. They, have, they don't own the content. They license it. They license it and they sell you a digital copy right. that you are as part of whatever service it is that, that you're using that you're entitled to watch whenever it is you want to watch it on whatever devices have been designated as being capable of watching this content. But when people move from Google to Apple or from Apple to Amazon or whichever it is, also they find out, wait, wait a second, that, that five, $600 that I spent on, on television and, and movie content, I can't watch anymore. Yeah. And, and this is, this is, this kills momentum for digital content. And I think not only are, you know, are the big companies that, that sell you the players that, you know, not only do they understand this, but I think even the, the content copyright holders are beginning to get that, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of killing the goose that lays the golden egg here. If you're limiting how people can watch this content that they have legitimately purchased because their next step is to find well, I paid for, I paid for uh, Jumanji for whatever reason. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to go ahead if I can't watch it legitimately from the copy that I purchased, and I'm going to go find it over here, over here in uh, the the magic internet that has a copy of it someplace. Right. 
And then once they figure out how to do that, then they can figure out how to watch any movie it is they want to watch. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to go down that road. No, that's, that's okay. Uh, and uh, so check out that article. That was uh, it was a great piece. I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens in 2019 for with with the Apple streaming services. That, that again, that's a rumor. Uh, we've been waiting a long time. We've been waiting a long time, and I, I think it, I think Apple sees it. I mean, with Netflix and everything else that's going on with uh, with streaming services, it's something they really should be looking at. So. All right, that was a lot of all, I, uh, some good news I wanted to talk about for this episode. Um, let's get into the topics. Uh, I wanted to ask you, because you are my guest, and I appreciate you being here, and I want you, you to talk to us about your iOS devices and what do you have, okay. how do you use them, and uh, and, and you know, just tell us, you, you have an iPhone, I, I know, uh, which model you have. Uh, I was born many, many years ago. And and you have the first generation. I have the first. It it actually has, it has a dial on it (laughs) for the numbers. It's so old. Uh, Actually, I didn't start off with the iPhone until the, um, the, I think it was the 3GS. Yeah, same here. I didn't have the first one. It came out. Um, I didn't get the one. I didn't get the two. I didn't get the uh, the 3G. I started with like the, whatever the fourth gen was. I had 3G. I was I was at the iPhone keynote in 2007. Right. You were uh, the Ma- you Tim were the MacWorld Expo dude. Well, Tim or Tim, I mean Tim Robertson, who owns MyMac.com. Right. Uh, that was the first San Francisco MacWorld right. Expo that I ended up going to. Uh, Tim invited me to go along with yeah. with him and and some of the other guys over there at MyMac.com. Yeah. Plug 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 plug. Okay. plug, plug. We'll get some at the end. But really, yeah. but really, what the, let's? I don't want to go down the, the, the history rabbit hole, but okay. I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk. <laughs> what do you have now? And, uh, and then, all right, well, yeah. I have an eight. I have an eight plus, all right? Which I, which is a great phone. And everybody, and everybody knows my eight plus story that I bought the eight plus, and then two months later, I traded it in and got the uh, the ten. Got the ten. Okay. Never, if you remember that, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still never let that one down because I was a dummy and just couldn't wait and <laughs> had to get the iPhone eight and then turned around and sold the iPhone eight plus for and lost money on it and went with a ten. But I was yeah. happy that I went with the ten. So anyway, go ahead. You you have the All eight right. plus. So I got I got the eight plus and. Uh, on the iPad side, this is now my third iPad. Uh, I had a, a, actually, no, yeah, third. I had a one, a three, and then I had the iPad three until the first uh, iPad Pro came out, the first 12.9 inch. And I went big. I went big. I had that. that. I got the 128. And then six months later, Apple came out with the 256. And I'm not bitter about that at all. (laughs) You don't need that much space. Come on. Not even. I'm not even a little bit bitter about that. Okay. So, uh, but what I use, um, my phone is is generally, <laughs> um, it's a spam machine. So I get lots of oh, calls no. from people that I, I don't I know. I get fair amount of those too. So I have I have a really really long block list. Yeah, mine's, uh, mine's, mine's my wife. My wife sends me um, Moby Dick sized texts because she <laughs> covered the joys of of voice text so she'll just sit there and, and dictate it to her phone and then he comes to me and it's like oh my god why didn't you just call me you know if, if you got that much to say call me um other than that just some games and stuff you know i, yeah. I don't really do a whole lot yeah right it, it's just kind of my my portable portable you know here i am device and you can contact me for whatever okay. reason you contact me uh my ipad on the other hand now which one do you have now 
I have the first gen iPad Pro. Oh, okay, you're still with that. Okay, which I which I did have, and I actually when you you were at Mac stock, uh, uh-huh. I did I when I did my presentation. I had both the twelve point nine inch and the nine point seven inch to compare right. them, you know, because I had to have both. Of course, but I I've no longer done that. So anyway, go ahead. The, you what have is that now? I I have the uh, the iPad Pro eleven inch, the, the newest model. Okay, course. yeah, that's nice. I, I'm I was really tempted. It's nice. And I, if I was going to get anything there, so from the last uh, Apple event, it would have been the eleven inch iPad Pro. But anyway, but you have the, 12, uh, the first gen. And the first gen's a nice device. I sold it. It is, and I, I have it, absolutely so. no reason. To replace it with something else, yeah. other than other than I want to. <laughs> no, there was no That's reason the for me to either, but I got lucky and I, I had the Pro 10.5 inch, and I ended up selling it for a really good price. So, okay, uh, I have used uh, the last, like for example, the last couple of MacWorld Expos. I didn't even take a laptop. I did yeah. everything on iOS. I recorded Starting podcasts. I blogged. 2010 was the first year of the iPad. So when did that when did MacWorld go away? 2014. Okay, so, so for four years. MacWorld 2013 and 2014, I right. did not take a laptop. There you go. Um, I recorded interviews on the phone and would right. then just transfer the audio over to the iPad to, to include with uh, multi-track podcasts that I was recording. Yeah. Um, oh, God, please don't ask me what app I used for that. No, there were there was several that I that, tried. That's okay. That's good. But it, as long as the device that you were recording from, and in this case, it was a um, uh, IK Multimedia um, something something pro. It had two XLR inputs yep. and separate gain controls, and, and it was such a nice little machine, and it enabled me – to have two different microphones that I could record on two different tracks. So we would set up in the press room and record with like four people on two microphones <laughs> into my iPad. I was there when I, when you were recording it. So, Oh, were you there? That's right. You were there for 2014. No, not, no, I was no for Mac stock when you were using it for Mac stock one year. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, I, okay. I never went to Mac world. I never had the pleasure. Oh, so much fun. I went to the New York one for a couple of years too, yeah. just before they closed that down. I seem to be like the black death when it comes to Mac. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you, you, you're still very active with your iPad, which is great. Cause I, a lot of times I hear people say, you know, you, it's a consumption device. A consumption that's, that's device. And, and that's why I, when we talked about in the previous, previous episode, don't, don't buy the app, iPad pro if all you're doing is, is watching Netflix, YouTube videos, yeah, and, YouTube videos, not the, not this new pro. The other yeah. ones are fine. Um, and you have an Apple Watch, of course. You said you have the Series yeah. 3. And, and what you get some good, do you get any good use out of that? What, what do you like to do on your Apple Watch? Uh, well, I, because I, I have CarPlay in oh, my, oh, right. my Kia Soul. That's right. I've never seen so that. So, one thing that, that I really, really love uh, about CarPlay and its, its uh, Apple Watch integration is you know even if i have the sound completely turned off you know, like i'm using either google ways or uh apple maps yep. for navigation and i'm loving not google ways but just ways i think ways is google owns ways is it, is it google okay but it's okay. not called well, it's not called google ways it's still ways yeah because <laughs> you can you can just use google regular google maps, maps for that right. matter um but you know whether i'm using apple maps or ways uh, as I'm driving along, I'll be coming up to a, to a turn 
and my phone will buzz yeah. on my wrist. It'll If I have to go left, it'll give me one type of buzz. If I have to go right, it'll give me a different type of buzz. So I don't even really have to take my eyes off the road. I can, you know, and look down at my screen or try to listen to um, whatever the, the Siri equivalent of CarPlay is. And it'll just say, oh, okay, this next turn, I have to make a right or I have to make a left or, yeah. you know, merge over this way. And it, it's great. I, I, and one of the things that I was looking for when I, was, when I, when I got a, my next car, and, and this was just back in July, yeah. uh, because I got, I got the Soul just before I went to Chicago for MaxStop. Right, I remember, because I saw it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Was that it had CarPlay in it. I was not going to get a car that's, that didn't have car. That's going to be my next uh, my next decision, but I won't be buying a new car for a while. But uh, I will be buying it with CarPlay going forward. It is it's it's eye opening and absolutely because they're using your iPhone all the time, and really, and of course, you know, we, we turn on the uh, do not the, the, you know, should not be driving while you're uh, while, uh, should not be using your iPhone while you're driving, and you turn that notification on. Uh, this way, it's all right on to your yeah. touch screen, so you don't have to. You're you're, you're doing exactly. it without losing focus of driving. So yeah, and you can. I mean, and you, almost without exception, all of these cars that have CarPlay have a USB port built into it. So you take your USB to Lightning that plugs in your phone, so your phone is being charged at the same time that you have all of this information. Uh, for music and podcasts and audios and navigation and telephone and messaging. I mean, even hands-free messaging. Yeah. I basically just hit the a little button that's there on my steering wheel and says, well, who do you want to talk to? I said, well, yeah. I want to talk to um, uh, my wife, Tracy. Oh, okay. I'll, it brings up Tracy. And what do you want to say? I say what it is. He says, are you ready for me to send it? I say, mm-hmm. yes. And poof, it's gone. So I don't even have to, I don't have to do anything. I don't oh. have to take my eyes off the road. It's fantastic. Oh, that's great. So, all right. Well, it sounds like you get a lot of a lot of use out of all of your iOS devices, like I do, um, and that's why I had you on here because, uh, as well as we both are. I thought it was my sparkling personality. It, well, it's that too, but uh, but it's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's fun to talk to other people who really enjoy the Apple ecosystem, the Apple products, and, and, and I'm not saying I, I'm not that biased because, like I said, I'll I'll. I'll go play with an Android device like like the rest of us, but uh, I don't want to do it. But you got you know, with me being <laughs> me being an IT support and doing IT, uh, IT yeah. professional, you got to stay on top of these things. Well, okay, if you're gonna ta- if you're gonna use that excuse, <laughs> so all right, good. I, lo- I love uh, I love hear- hearing about uh, what you're, you're using your devices for. Um, let's move on. I, I haven't done this topic before, but uh, uh, talking a little more in depth about Apple TV. Um, okay. The Apple TV is remote. That that has always been an interesting device um, as far as how it's a word for it. If I call it a device, I guess. Um, and uh, when they redesigned it with the touch t- trackpad, you pick up that my remote, I'd be, I'd be tapping the bottom of the remote because I'd be like, yeah, you can see it on the camera. I look, it's not working. What's wrong? Why would it work? Because the trackpad is 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 a, is a pretty nifty device because it it lets you pretty much navigate anything there is. And I'm gonna talk a few tips on that as well. Um, uh, 
Well, you, do you know how they could have alleviated all of the confusion? Put a ridge, and, <laughs> put a ridge or something. Huh? On it. Put a ridge. Well, just put a, put a little dot right well, in the middle. Did. Of they it. did. They put it on the ma- the menu buttons because remember people were on the old version. Yeah, but that doesn't help you. <laughs> you know, it, it guides you. It guides in the dark, you. In the dark, you pick up that remote and you just point it at the TV. You're not hitting the menu. You're not doing that for whatever reason. You just start hitting it and nothing is happening. Or yeah. even worse, the palm of your hand is hitting the remote, but on the opposite side of what you're trying to do. And you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then when you finally look at the remote, you, you realize, well, I've been an idiot. Look, you're doing this the wrong way. So you turn it around. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, I mean, really, if all they did was just put a little tiny dot I mean, right or something in the trackpad, then you would know which end was which because it's all, you know, it's all one color. So, you know, well, other than, how, how do you tell? How do you tell without well, looking which end is which? I found it on one website. I'm not, it doesn't matter where I found it, but uh, it uh, they're showing somebody putting a rubber band on the rubber band on the bottom of the remote so you can, you can know that that's the bottom. I'm like, why would I want to put a rubber band on the remote? Then? It makes it look like crap. I mean, let's be honest. You want, it, that's why you look at the remote because you think it's, yeah. it's a nice device. But yeah, I agree with you. They should they should have uh, they should have done that. Well, yeah. you know, the weird thing is, I use I use the Apple remote upstairs yeah. for the older device. Yeah. But downstairs in the family room, I have a um, that throws you off. No, I, I have a Harmony Harmony remote oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by Logitech. Yep. Yep. And it's got Apple TV stuff built into it. So I just hit the button, make sure that I'm I'm on, you know, the Apple TV part of the, the Harmony One remote. And I just do everything from that. I, and I don't even I don't even look at the, the Apple TV remote. Yeah, well, I like to use this. Well, of course, they have there's an there's an app on the iPhone you can use too, which is pretty awesome. I wasn't gonna talk too much about that, but the so really, okay. the coolest things they have on on the remote now is you know, adding Siri to to the Apple TV was is awesome. Yes. So it's, it's so yeah, easy was, to navigate. You could talk your password so you don't have to type it. Because and the it. weird thing is, it works better with the Apple TV than it, it does. does. Yeah, it does. I'm going to B A N D, and, and it's just like Bing 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 Bing. Even with the password, even yeah. with the password, you can you can speak your password into your Apple remote when you're trying to log in. And it just works. No, no, it, it's 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 pretty awesome. Um, and uh, you know, the other buttons, play, pause, or out, brief, self-explanatory. The volume works great. Um, I like how uh, the, when the Apple TV is hooked up to your TV, um, if you tap it, I'm not going to do it because my TV will go on, and all of a sudden you'll start hearing <laughs> some blaring something on CNN or something. Uh, and, sure, uh, CNN. Yeah, sure. it's uh, yes, you know, that's, that's another story. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, uh, it, it turns the TV on because it, it senses the power and it sends the power to the TV yeah. turn the TV on. I have a Samsung TV sitting next to me here in my office and yep. it, it's pretty awesome that, that it does that. So um, yeah, my Vizios do that too. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Samsung TV. So um, and it play pause uh, volume, all that stuff too. Um, have you gotten any games for it? I've played some of the games, that bowling game. I played, I played the racing game, which you're, you're it is kind of weird that you're holding this remote yeah, and you're going back and forth. I'm not a big gamer, honestly. It doesn't work that well. It doesn't. Um, so. I'm, I'm, you know, if Apple would come out with, and, and this is the thing, the hardware is solid. Yeah, for, the oh, Apple. for sure. The art, the hardware is totally solid. What sucks is the uh, things like the Apple remote, and that there's no um, true 
gamepad. You know, if Apple, and here's the thing, you know, you, you've got people that want to create games for the Apple TV. Right. But the problem is because they have to program these games down to the lowest common denominator, they have to come out with a way to make you be able to manipulate these games using the Apple remote. Yep. Whereas if Apple would actually come out with an official Apple game game controller, yep. well then they could they could make much better games for this device. Oh, for sure. And I know I'm going completely off the topic of what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm letting you, giving you a little bit of slack here. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the, it's got a great remote. And I think that the navigation is just superb. You experience having the first gen uh, I, uh, Apple TV and it's, I, I can't go back to it anymore because you can't move the apps around. You're, you're stuck with whatever apps are on it. Are you talking about the one that was like the size of the airport? Yeah. The, the, no, the first gen, the first gen, not the first gen, uh, a second gen, second gen. I'm sorry. Oh, the small black ones. Small black ones, yeah. The second yeah. gen was because uh, those apps were all permanent. You you didn't have any. You could remove apps, but you couldn't add any apps. Well, you could add some content apps, but um, things like uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and yeah, the no, game, no, 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 things like, you couldn't add any of that stuff. Right. Whereas the the one I have downstairs, the the newer fourth gen. Um, you've got all that stuff. Oh, and, it's and great. I have, I've considered getting a 4K Apple TV, but I'm, I'm kind of holding off until I've, I've, you know, Apple makes their, their next move. Well, what, you know what I did is I remember when, uh, not too long ago, DirecTV had that little teaser. If you sign up for three months of our service for like next to nothing, like uh, 40, 50 bucks or whatever it was, you get a free Apple TV 4K. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then I can't the service <laughs> right away. <laughs> so I ended up getting a 4K for for less than the cost of it because I think it was like paying DirecTV like $80 or something. But you could buy a new, when you, when you go out and buy a 4K new one, it's like 170 So yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I, the 4K. I mean, I don't even have 4K TVs, so I know it's no, I so. But I got se- I got a 720p, 42 inch upstairs, and a 55 1080p downstairs, yeah. and that's you know. Well, I'm happy those. I have a 65, yeah. and a 32, and a 55 in my bedroom. So. Yeah, <clears throat> and there's not really that much. There's still not much 4K content, right? You know, unless you go to a channel, it's like. Wow, look at this. It's the river going downstream with fish jumping up and bears and it's all in 4K. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's that's great. Um, you've got uh, movies, Big Bang Theory, sports, nothing, nothing's in 4K yet. Okay. Yeah. So a couple tips I'd like to throw out there with the Apple TV using the remote. Um, those screensavers are absolutely in breathtaking aren't they oh yeah on 4k and i and almost get vertigo watching the new york one yeah yeah you're like looking down straight down it's yeah. like oh there's there's a way you don't have to wait for the screensaver to come in because usually what a screensaver is supposed to be is it's supposed to come in when you're inactive but if you want yeah. if you actually want to turn it on right away you can you can just uh activate it manually by just double double clicking on the menu button while you're on the home screen and voila really the screen, i didn't know the screen can the screensaver comes up um force that's call- the end of Dave's tips, <laughs> mostly clean. Oh, you're funny. Uh, <laughs> switching between uh, uh, switching between enforcing closing apps, very easy to do now because you just tap, yes. tap hold. They 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 wiggle and you can it'll the menu comes up to force it to 
to close. Skipping forward, backward, the touchpad is, is awesome, trackpad, um, so you're moving back and forth, scrubbing through video. Um, as I said, with a Siri, very easy, just by talking into it, and you can talk, uh, you know, you can ask, ask, ask Siri on the, on the Apple TV and ask it to bring up a, a, t- a movie or a TV show or, or, or even, or even genres. Or genres, yeah. So, yeah I, I, I want to show me science fiction movies and it'll come up. Yeah. Um, they have added in, in the menu uh, a restart where you can actually go in and it doesn't instantly reboot your t- Apple TV because sometimes you may have to do that just kind of clean it up. Just like a, it's a computer, yep. let's face it. So you got to auto updates. Um, and you can set auto updates to be on there too. Um, they do allow you to adjust the trackpads, the sensitivity, so you can go back and if you don't like it, if it's too so sensitive. too sensitive, like fast, put it to medium. So, uh, but uh, and then uh, yeah, no, I I think I pretty much have covered up what, really what the remote and what Apple TV has as far as interacting with it. Now, who knows? We'll or look at future episodes. Maybe we have, uh, go a little more in depth what Apple TV does and some, dig into some of the apps. So um, that's Apple TV. So uh, let's move on to, uh, I had some listener feedback. I was excited. Excellent. Got, 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 uh, got an email from Steven. We met Steven actually at, uh, uh, at MaxDoc. MaxDoc, yeah. If you remember him. Um, he was a great guy. He was a very good guy. And uh, we shout out to Steven. Thanks for writing in. Um, and he says uh, my, uh, his sentiments were uh, on selecting the iPad Pro 11.5. Well, it's actually 11-inch. But the 11-inch uh, uh, uh iPad and then said the new 12.9 was tempting, but uh, after upgrading uh, from the Air 2 to the Pro 10.5 and then the 11, just seemed right uh, and how I where I wanted to use the, the tablet. I I was ex- I felt exactly the same way. I thought the 12.9 inch to me was just too big. I, I was very tempted. Uh, the new pencil Face ID, uh, Super Retina display with a terabyte of, of memory makes this a beast. Well, he went with terabyte. Oof. Yeah, and, and the weird thing is with most, you know, Apple keeps coming out with devices that have more and more internal storage at the same time that their services are making it so that you don't need that much storage anymore. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he, he goes on to say, yeah, he, he synced it with his iPhone XS Max, and him and I have got the same stuff. He must have been listening with all the stuff I bought. So uh, fully loaded made it one stupendous combo. I can't agree with him more. Yeah, no doubt. They're, they're both awesome to have to, together. And uh, one thing he, he suggested that I wanted to talk a little bit about it is uh, no one ever talks about it is screen recording. He uses it a lot as his volunteer work at his library. And uh, you can you can narrate while you're recording. And it makes demonstrations go so much smoother uh, And for him, he says. And you can uh, write a script and not forget about anything as you talk alongside with your screen recording. And there's no buffering, which is true. It, it works really well as far as that goes. And, uh, and you can get over, and then he was using it in his library, so you can get it over the public library's uh, Wi-Fi. The videos play back from your device, and it's a great way of incorporating a video in Keynote so he could transfer that video because it goes right into your videos when you record it. Have you used screencast, the screen recording on your iPhone at all? I've played with a little bit. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, because I don't do, you know, because I do some, I do some uh, video tips and trips tips and trips okay yeah, tips and trips <laughs> uh, over there on the uh, the the tubes of you and um so far it's been it's been almost all mac stuff yeah. so but there's really no reason why i i couldn't uh i just i just spend most of my time when i'm here at home you know on on my mac yeah so let me uh, let me go through just a few tips uh, the, the, for you Stephen, and for the rest of the listeners 
uh, how, how, the first thing you probably have to know is how to enable screen recording or where, where is it turned on? Well, when you go into the iPhone, you go into settings, then you go under control center. Under control center, you go into customize controls. And then in there, that's where you include, you know, this, the, you know the control center on the on yeah. phone 10, 10 and 10S the, the, and the menu comes up uh, from, the, from the top from right, the from the top right down. The, the iPhone 8 goes from the bottom up. Oh, right, right, right. Um, okay. That's, I, I had to make sure I you're, said that. You're because confusing me. I had to make sure I repeated myself with that because I did. I was on Alice and Sheridan's show and uh, I, doing my tips with her, and uh, we did not mention that. So it's it's in different places on the iPhone 8 versus the iPhone 10 and 10S. Uh, so uh, when you go into that, you can customize it and you can add any of these controls that you want in here. So if you scroll down towards the bottom, you'll see one of the choices called screen recording. So you add that to the menu. So then the iPhone 8, you bring, you come up. The iPhone 10, you come from the top. I'll be coming from the top. There's a little button that, that, that's there. It's an icon that's with a circle with a button through it, a button in it. So you just tap it, and it starts counting down. Now, once it says done and it goes red, um, it's going to uh, start recording your screen. And, and you can do anything. You can manipulate. You can basically do anything you want to show somebody something by recording the screen. That's probably one of the most niftiest features that Apple added. I believe they added this in iPhone, in iOS 11. Um, and then what you do is at the top left, it has a red button with the time on it and you tap it and you just tell it to stop. And then it stops. And now that recording is in your videos. And it tells Easy you, piece. it tells you screen recording saved to your videos. And you can tap it and then you go back there and look at it. And then it'll show you where it's at. Now, to get sound enabled, because by default, what it does is it um, it does not turn the sound on by default. So that same button that I tapped while you were in the control center, if you tap and hold it using the 3D touch, you have a choice of a couple uh, places that you could set as far as uh, screen recording and uh, turning on the microphone. There is a there is a visible menu uh, that's on there. So there's places you can go. You can go to the camera roll, and in, in, in my choices here, I also have Zoom, which is that's how we're talking to you today using the Zoom uh, uh, system. Where we you can actually do the screen recording and be showing it on Zoom, which is pretty nifty. And then really, and it, what, it just does it over Wi-Fi. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and then Microsoft Teams, which I'm I'm actually working on now at work because we're we're really pushing to get people to use Teams. That's a whole other topic. Um, and then at the very bottom, there is a button there that says microphone off. Well, tap that, turn your microphone on. So now when you record your screen uh, screen uh, recording, now it's going to record not only the screen, it's going to record your voice. And you start recording, and away you go. That's all, that, that's all there is to it. Not much that's else, awesome. Yeah, not much else I could say about screen recording, but beyond check it out. Because, you know, I, anytime I want to show somebody something, I'll, I'll do a screen recording and show them uh, whether I narrate it or I don't narrate it. And uh, it's a quick way of doing that without having to go through, because you know, there's, there's folks out there we know that do screencasts and that, that's a quite a lot more elaborate where you can hook your iPhone to your Mac and, and do record your screen that way. But you want something quick, simple, and, and nitty gritty, you just uh, get into the screen recording and then and away you go to check that out. So, um, I think it would actually be easier just to do it from the phone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really all you have to do is do it from the phone if that's what you're. That's that's the content that you're recording. So, and then um, just bring it over with uh, iCloud. Exactly. So, um, next tip I wanted to throw out there was uh, how do you turn off? You, know, you ever get those memories uh, pop up and say you have a memory that happened on this day, on um, this day, date? 
of all your, of, and then photos. I mean, it's a kind of a cool feature. Um, um, all of a sudden I see photos from like 2015. Like, oh my God, I remember that. And, <laughs> and, it, and it brings it up from your photos app because it's like kind of like a, uh, it's, it's, it's a new feature in photos called memories. And uh, there is a way to turn that off if you don't want to, uh, if you don't want it to be notifying you. And the way you do that is you go into the settings app, either the iPad or the iPhone, because it, it could pop up uh, uh, either way for you. Uh, and then uh, go into notifications and then tap in on photos. Uh, and then you tap the memories uh, choice in there and you could tell it, do you want to allow notifications at all? If you want to turn it off, you can do it completely turned off. Um, or you can say specifics. If you want just banners or, or sounds, you can choose just like anything else in notifications. Uh, and you can go in there and turn off allow notifications. You may not, you may not want to be bothered with that. Just go in there, make the changes and uh, voila, it won't bother you anymore. Um, awesome. But I don't, but I, uh, I kind of like that feature. So, cause it's kind of fun to see because it doesn't bother you that often, but uh, yeah, I wonder, I don't even know if I've got mine turned on or not. Yeah. So uh, it is, it is, uh, it is pretty cool. Um, as far as that goes. Um, one more tip I'm going to throw out there is uh, I wanted to uh, talk about, uh, I'm going to skip a couple of things here. Uh, connecting your Bluetooth headphones uh, and your speakers. Uh, you, you, you have AirPods, right? I believe you do. Yes. And uh, I also have uh, the PowerBeats uh, the, the earphones, and I'm wearing the PowerBeats headphones. And the cool thing about the, uh, the AirPods and the Power and, then, and the Beats uh, headphones, which are owned by Apple as well, they all have what's called the T2, the T, is it the T1 chip, I think it is? T2, the security chip? It, it, the, I think it's a T1 for these. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it could be T2. Uh, and that chip uh, allows the device to be able to be automatically stored on your iPhone, your iPad, uh, in iCloud. So when you sync it for the first time with Bluetooth, you know, because like normally when you sync like a speaker or any other device, you could tell it to forget it. Um, and after you're done, after you well, you can tell you to forget it, but you can also delete it. But if you delete it, uh, it'll just disappear on the iPhone. Now, with AirPods and PowerBeats, uh, that if you delete it, it's going to delete it across all your devices, and that's what's great about the AirPods, and including your Mac too. I mean, because now when you, when you have it stored across all of your devices, you can go to any one of the devices, AirPods and PowerBeats, and just enable it. You don't have to mess around. Once you sync it once, it's there. For everything. Yeah. And it knows it with it knows it has, you know, each one has a unique device ID. So it's not like somebody else can come up with, you know, an exact duplicate of whatever it is that you're trying to sync up and, and yeah. get on to your device because it has a different product ID or a different uh, device ID. Yeah, exactly. So um, but syncing Bluetooth is pretty straightforward. And I think Bluetooth devices have gotten pretty uh, a lot better than they've gone that they've had in the, in the past. Because a lot of times you'd have these these earphones and they would drop and you'd lose connection. You know, I actually bought one of those uh, sleep, you know, like those sleeping uh, earphones that you could, it's like kind of like a big wrapper on your your face. And I yeah. put them on at night and the speakers are built into the cloth. And um, and there's it's cool because this thing has this little uh, pad on there. You just tap hold it and it says device on. And then a few seconds later, connected. <laughs> so it, it's the Bluetooth devices I'm noticing have gotten a lot more efficient when it comes to that sometimes a little too efficient because <laughs> then i would have that thing it's I, just I, i'd fall asleep and then i'd sleep through night listening to my favorite podcast and uh and uh, and then uh i would take it off put it at my bedside and then i would have the phone i would uh 
go get dressed for the morning and then all of a sudden trying to play something. I was like, what the hell is this thing playing? Oh, it's playing the headphones yeah. because it's staying connected all the time. So Yeah, I used to do that, um, except I would be listening to like Megadeth and I had these really <laughs> weird dreams. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> all right, lastly, I do have one um, device that I wanted to talk about and the link is in our show notes. It's uh, called the Osmo Mobile 2 Handheld Smartphone Gimbal. And what this device is, I think it's probably one of the nippiest things I've ever seen. So I, I guess you could call it a selfie stick, but I don't necessarily think it is. Um, really what it does is it does have an active track that's, uh, that, that works with the iPhone. It has a, special, a specific uh, oh, it's a app. It's a gimbal, yes. So it's, and it's got, uh, it's got uh, motion lapse, zoom control, and the app actually keeps the phone balanced and allows you to be able to do selfies, take pictures, or just use it as a, as a, as like I said, a gimbal to, to, to just go around a room and, and use it as a as a photo, a photo yeah. device. And it'll keep it'll keep it, you know it prevent the shakes. No and, shakes. And, it's got stability, smooth moves, yeah. time and motion, cinematic control. It's this is one of the biggest bargains I've ever seen. I bought this at the Apple Store about probably about six or eight months ago. Uh, I just happened to find out about it by by uh, by mistake. I was uh, you know I like going oh, to the nice. Apple Store and they, you know they have uh, you know they have their sessions there today at Apple. So they had one of their photo sessions. I figured, oh, what the heck, I'll check it out. I like going to their sessions uh, just, just to kind of see how, how they do things, you know, because I, I do a lot of training. Um, and then this lady had the gimbal, and I'm like, wow, God, that thing is so cool. And I guess originally it used to be like $300. It took one of these to Yeah, well, gimbals, I mean, really good gimbals for cameras, they're not cheap. No. So Apple is selling it for $129. So the price That's of, even cheaper than here on the site. Yeah, this, this device is, is a great price. In fact, I just did it on the, the, the gift guide with uh, with Chuck Joyner. Uh, they had it on sale during Black Friday for one nineteen. <laughs> just, wow. I mean, so I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a, it's a really neat device. I mean, you can pan back and forth. You can zoom. The app, the company app, it's made. The company's name is DJI, and uh, it's it's really nice. You have to check it out because uh, I think it's a, it's a great 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 uh, device. So, with that, uh, guys, do you have anything else uh, you wanted to? talk about that relates to ios that uh, before you wrap this up <laughs> well um one of the things that i like to use in my my mobile podcasting kit okay uh is the only thing i the only kind type, types of microphones that i use are dynamic mics the problem with dynamic mics is they're typically not nearly as loud as condenser mics so you have to boost the signal a little bit and uh, when I first tried it, uh, like for the, the microphone I'm using right now, which is a Heil PR40, I use what's called a cloud lifter. Um, when I was originally putting my mobile kit together, I was using this thing from this company called Simply Sound, and it was the SS1. <laughs> and what, what, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sort of a sore subject there. What, what these devices basically do is boost the, uh, the, the amount of gain that you have available for microphones, dynamic microphones only, uh, anywhere from 20 to 25 dB, which for gain-hungry dynamic mics is a godsend. Um, I ended up getting away from the SS1s, and I went with what's called Triton Fedheads, which are much smaller devices and pretty much just go right in line with XLR cables. Well, Simply Sound 
I guess, kind of looked at the design of the Fed heads and decided because the original ones, as, as you know, Dave, they're kind of a square boxy shape. Yeah. So what they've ended up doing is going along the same lines as what Fedhead is, is doing and making it so that it just kind of goes in line with uh, XLR cables. You can actually take either a Fedhead or this new SS1, which I've ordered, I've ordered one because I'm a glutton for punishment, plug that directly into your <laughs> audio interface or your mixer or how, you know, whatever device it is that, that you connect your microphone to and then XLR out of that to your microphone. And so they, they, they come in various shapes and sizes and prices. The cloud lifters are typically around $150. The fed heads are about a hundred and yeah. the simply sounds you can typically get for around 50. Um, apparently one of the problems with the simply sound is they don't seem to last as long as they should. Yeah. According, according to certain people. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I'm going to try this new one and if oh. they disappoint me again, then, you know, I, I'm, I'll probably never buy another one from them, but I can tell you the cloud lifters are, are fantastic, really robust, work really well. And you use them for your iPad, right? Uh, well, you can't, but I mean, basically these aren't meant to go directly into the iPad. These are meant to go into audio interfaces yes, and right. interfaces connect up to your iPad through the Apple connection kit. Like, or if, if you're lucky enough to have one that has a uh, direct lightning port out, like the IK multimedia uh, device that we were talking about earlier. Uh, but in my mobile kit, I actually have a Behringer UMC 404 HD. You saw that at, at MacStop. Right. I had I had four microphones uh, with FedHead preamps all connected up, and then the output of that was USB. And even though I had it connected to a Mac laptop, I could have connected that to my iPad and had uh, four-track audio directly into the iPad and recorded. People do this, all, and not just four-track. There are versions of... Uh, the Behringer makes one. So does uh, Motu. So does um, uh, Focusrite and so many other companies with up to uh, 18 outputs out of USB. And most of them, you can record multi-track into iOS. All right. Well, we don't want to get too technical. It's people are going to be like, what are you talking about? So, but <laughs> sorry. This is a passion project. That's one thing I, I enjoyed hanging out with Guy and talking to him and, and being on all his podcasts. So, uh, we'll, we'll mention all of his podcasts in just a second here. Uh, but uh, that's what really got me passionate about uh, podcasting and, and learning about it. And uh, you really can use your iOS devices uh, in a lot of ways to do them. So. But anyway, let's uh, let's uh, let's close this out. Uh, well, that right. is a wrap for this week. Please uh, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address. Feedback. Death threats to guy. Yeah, no, no, don't do that. Uh, feedback <laughs> at intouchwithios.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. You can subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher. Also, find us on the iTunes Store, on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on Intune. Better yet, uh, be sure you visit our website at intouchwithios.com and all the links I just mentioned are there. Just simply click. You can add a comment to the show notes as well on the website. Well, my name is Dave Ginsberg and I and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. I want to thank my my guest this week, uh, Guy Searle. Where can everybody find you? You, you? you can now use this time for your shameless podcast. 
Oh, it's so, so very easy. Uh, you can contact me via email, guy at mymac.com, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, also over on the Twitters, where I am Mac Pettit, M-A-C-P-A-R-R-O-T. Yeah. Uh, I do a couple of different podcasts. I do the My Mac podcast. I've been doing that for, God, nearly, it'll be nine years next March yeah. with uh, Gazmaz. Uh, I do uh, on Wednesday nights, typically live on Facebook, the Mac to the Future Go live cast. I uh, did that with you last night. Somebody's on there. Lots will be every every week, I think. Uh, I'll meet. <laughs> it's it, and it's 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 live without a net. I mean, uh, there is whatever comes out of my mouth is what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, of, I also do, uh, I haven't done many of them lately. Uh, I've got a recording set up in my car uh, and I do this thing called Guy's Daily Drive. And that's both audio and video. Uh, you can find all of that over in uh, YouTube's if you look up my name, Guy Searle, S-E-R-L-E. Yep. Uh, I've also got some uh, tips and tricks videos over there. You can subscribe to that over there in, in the, uh, the YouTube's. Uh, I'm going to be doing a new one relatively soon. Dave knows about this product, but I can't talk about it yet because I'm kind of under NDA. We'll talk about it. But it it is an awesome, awesome product. And that's that's basically it. Thanks for joining me, Guy. I really appreciate it. Sure. Um, And thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Please be sure you subscribe, and we will chat next time.